Chapter 1. The Throne Room Key. The Doctrine of God. As you turn the key, a door opens into a room made out of the heavens. Above, there is a canopy built out of stars, whose light curves down to form the most brilliant floor you've ever seen. In the middle of the room sits a throne, holding a figure so bright, he seems to be wearing the sun. Or maybe he is the very source of every light ever known. You desperately want to look away, but you can't. His beauty and glory calms your fears, and somehow at the same time makes you more afraid. You don't know what to do, where to turn, or how you can stand before him much longer. But that's when you hear the keykeeper. That's when that wise voice, the same one that offered you the key, whispers in your ear and explains. The Throne Room Song Your story begins with a song. Your story begins with a song. It is a simple song. No verse, just a chorus. But it rings like thunder in your ears. No song in human history has ever come close to its terrifying beauty because it's like no other song ever written. This one was composed for someone who actually deserves it, one bigger than the world, one different from everyone and everything else you've ever known or could know. This song is fit only for a king, but not just any king. This song belongs to the king of kings, the one seated on the throne in front of you. It is for him and him alone, only the creator, the Lord and ruler of all is worthy of this chorus. It is why he creates angels of fire to sing its majestic words. It is why music exists in the first place. It is why this song echoes throughout the heavenly throne room around you. And it is why everything he created has this song written on their hearts. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Isaiah 6.3 you can hear it now, can't you? The king made everything in the world to sing this song with their voices and with their lives. That includes you. He made you to sing his chorus. This is why your story starts here, in his throne room, with his song. Because every story starts here. Because every story starts with the king. Knowledge of the king. Your story is not all about you. His song makes one thing crystal clear. Your story is not really your story. The king made the world to sing his glory, and he made you to sing his song. This may be a little confusing at first. We all want to be the main character in our own story. Everybody, in his own way, wants to be the center of his world. Everyone wants to be king of the mountain the smartest kid in the class, the one with the biggest trophy case, or everybody's best friend. It hurts when you aren't, and after a while, it can even hurt when you are. This is why knowing the king is so important. Knowing him shows you that you can't be the center of the world because he already is. That is a good thing. You weren't made to be the center of the world. You can't hold everything together but God can. And when he is the center of the world and the center of your story, you are free to be who you were made to be, who he made you to be. 
Knowing God is like finally finding the lost box top to the thousand piece puzzle you've been working on for two weeks. Now that you know what this puzzle is supposed to look like, you can stop guessing. Knowing God makes sense of things. You don't have to try to make things work on your own. When God is your king, the strange and messy things in this world and in your life actually start fitting together. Knowing God puts things in their right place. That is why knowing the king is the most important thing about you. What you think and feel about God defines who you are, where you are going, what gives you hope, and what makes you really happy. The King's Speech The King wants you to know Him. If knowing the King is really the most important thing, then you need to know Him correctly. And this is where it gets really good. God doesn't play hide-and-seek with you. He actually comes to you. The King wants you to know Him. And in His kind mercy, He has actually already spoken to you in many ways. You can find His speech first in His creation. Like painters who sign their paintings, God's signature is everywhere in the world He designed. Everything He made points you back to Him as the Maker. You hear it in the heavens' song. God's creation sings His glory and tells you about His endless power and divine ways. The King also speaks to you through your conscience. Your conscience is that voice in your head that tells you when something is right or wrong. God made you so you could tell the difference between good and evil. It's why you feel bad when you do bad things and good when you do good things. That is because God made you this way. He made you to want the good because He made you to desire Him. And He is the best good we could ever find. Both nature outside, that is creation, and your nature inside, that is conscience, tell every person ever created the truth about who God is and who you are. It even shows you how you've offended Him that you have no excuse for your guilt. But by His grace, God isn't done speaking. He doesn't just speak in general ways. Yes, He speaks through the works of His hands and the law He writes on your heart. But He also draws near to His world to talk to you. He speaks to you in a special way, with a special message about the King's special project to save you from your guilt. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke in this special way through His prophets. He used dreams and visions, and even visibly appeared to His people in order to show them how they might know Him well once again. All of these special words and ways point forward to something better though, someone better. The King speaks in a very special way when He tells you about and gives the world His greatest word, His Son, Jesus Christ, the one He sent into your world in order to save it. And how do you know this? God wrote it down. He wanted you to be able to hear Him speak anytime you read His words, what those in your world call the Bible. In both the Old and New Testaments of Scripture, God works with the words, lives, and qualities of human authors to give you His perfect words, not just to have them, 
but so that you may believe and obey them and find life in them. The Bible is the king's way to knowing the king. It's his love letter to his lost children. It's his four-course meal for the poor and the hungry. Because the king speaks through scripture, you can trust it to be a perfect guide to knowing him. Every part of it is from God, which means it doesn't have any errors. It means you can understand it. And it means that it already contains everything God wants you to know. It also means that God will use it to make sure that what he wants to happen will indeed happen. Now this is too important to miss, so listen well. The only real reason you can know the king is because the king wants you to know him. He tells you everything you need to know about him. Now he doesn't tell you everything, but everything he does tell you is true and exactly what you need to know. The king wants you to hear his words because he wants you to know him rightly. People will try to tell you who God is, but the truth is God himself has already told you who he is. He's given you his word. The question is, will you hear and heed his word? He wants you to hear it because he wants you to be happy. You see, God made these two things, knowing him and your happiness to go together. He knows you will find your true, right, and perfect happiness only when you know the true, right, and perfect King. He speaks to you so that you may sing his song. The other than King, you are not the King and the King is not you. This is where the knowledge of God begins. It is the lesson of the throne room and scripture. You are not the king, and the king is not you. You don't know anyone like this king. He is bigger than you, not limited like you, beyond your control and beyond your imagination. He is superior, infinite, and full of glory. As the creator, he alone reigns over creation. And as your creator, he reigns over you as well. He is the other than king. Knowing this puts everything in the right place. You belong to the king. It is not the other way around. He tells you who he is. It is not the other way around. He sits on the throne. It is not the other way around. You find your happiness in him. It is not the other way around. One of the best ways to know God, in fact, is to know how he outshines you. Just think about this. God is God because God is infinite. God does not have limitations like you do. You are finite. You can't do everything. In fact, you have a hard enough time getting out of bed to get ready for school. It is different for the king, though. His power knows no bounds, and his control and rule extend to everything that belongs to him, which is, well, everything. Nothing controls or restricts him either. Only God controls God, and he does so perfectly. This is why God cannot tell a lie, 
is not a limitation of his ability. It is that his truthfulness has no limits. God cannot sin because God's perfect holiness is never ending. God is God because God needs no one and nothing. But you do, right? God is perfectly happy in himself. He didn't create the world because he needed or wanted something. That would mean that he wasn't complete in himself, that there was something missing in God, which would mean he wouldn't be the true king because this need would reign over him. But God didn't create you and everything else because he was lonely or he needed something from us. He creates for a bigger and better reason. Love. God is God because God is not limited by time and space. But you are. You know that feeling you get when you wish you were somewhere else? Or maybe you've always wanted to be older? Or you wish you could go back and relive your favorite memory? You feel frustrated because of the limitations of time and space. God, though, never feels these frustrations or limitations. He created time and rules over it. He did the same for space and place, which means time and space serve Him, not the other way around. God is God because God does not change like the rest of His creation. But you do. If you think about your life, change is everywhere. Oceans have tides. Night follows day. Winter becomes spring. Change is why your grandparents say you've grown so much since the last time you saw them. Change is why you have chores. Make up your bed, clean the bathroom, mow the lawn. You are constantly trying to put things back the way they used to be before they changed. You change on the inside too, for better or worse. But for God, who is outside of time and space, and who is perfect perfection. There is no such thing as better or worse. Change is a part of his creation, but change is not a part of God's nature. He has been and always will be the same once and future king. God is God because God doesn't have a beginning or end, but you do. You've probably seen your baby pictures. It's when you joined your family, entered the world, and began your life. God is different from you, though. He doesn't have any baby pictures because God always was, is, and will be. It is His nature to exist. To be God is to always be. God did not come from something or someone else. If He had, He would cease to be God. He is the great I am, the King who reigns from eternity past to eternity future. He doesn't begin, and He certainly won't end. He doesn't enter the world, and He certainly won't exit it. He is before the world ever was, and He is the sole reason the world exists at all. He will be after the world, and He will be the sole reason the world is made new. God is God, because God is holy and worthy of glory. But you 
are not. You are not holy, nor do you deserve His glory. God's holiness is very important. It is the focus of the King's throne room song, which sums up the King's character. He is holy, holy, holy. At its most basic, holiness means that the Lord is set apart from everything, including all of His creation. He is different from us. That means that His ways are different from our ways. But it also means that He is pure, good, and faultless, while you are not always these things. That is why He alone deserves praise. He alone deserves worship. He alone deserves all of you. But perhaps the greatest difference between you and God is that He is a trinity and you are not. Don't let this word scare you. It simply means that there is one God who has and always will exist in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Each person is fully God and each person is different from the others. And there is only one God. The Trinity is a big reason why God is the other than King. Even though the Trinity sometimes seems really hard to understand, that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. Remember the King made you to sing his song. He wants you to know him this way. So to help, think about the difference between who and what. Take the President of the United States. If you were able to ask him the question, who are you? He would answer, George Washington. If you then asked him, what are you? He would likely respond, well, I'm a human being, of course. Now what happens when we ask God the same questions? His answers would be a little like George Washington's, but a lot different too. According to his own speech, God would answer like this. Who are you? The Father. What are you? The one God. Who are you? The Son. What are you? The one God. Who are you? The Spirit. What are you? The one God. The King's answers highlight the beauty of the Trinity. While God is perfectly three persons, that who question we ask, He at the same time still has only one nature, that what question. God is the perfect three who's and one what. God's three persons and one nature makes Him worthy of worship. God is completely happy in the Trinity. That is why He needs nothing besides Himself. While we need others to help us and take care of us, God doesn't. The King has a perfect three-in-one relationship that makes Him happy and filled with joy. This is what He calls love. The With You King God's love is in everything He does. But this inside the Trinity love, the love the Father, Son, and Spirit have for one another is so big and so perfect that it spills over into everything God does and everything He has made. This is the beauty of the other than King. His other thanness 
frees him to do whatever he pleases. And for him, it pleases him to draw near to you. Because God is the other than king, he can also be the with you king. Why else would he speak to you? Why else would I offer you his key? Remember the throne room song's second line. The whole earth is full of his glory. While the first line tells you about God's greatness, the second line tells you that everything knows he is great. This means that the king didn't just create the world. He enters into his world to speak to you and to know you. The other than king who sits on a throne in heaven is also the with you king who walks in the world he made and talks with the creatures he created. In order to be the with you king, God shares a few of his qualities with you so that you can know him better. This doesn't mean that you are God or able to become him. Instead, it means that God made you to reflect his character to his world in a limited way. God made you to have wisdom, love, goodness, faithfulness, mercy, patience, justice, righteousness, and grace. You have these qualities only partially and imperfectly. Your king, on the other hand, has them in full, without limitations. Still, you are like God in this. You mirror the king's character to the king's world in a way that helps you know him and enjoy him and that calls others who can see this faint reflection in you to do the same. Sing the King's Chorus. Listen to God and follow his words. God made you to know him, which is why knowing him is the most important thing about you. He made you not just to know about him, but to really personally know him. To do this, you must listen to him and follow his words. You will be tempted to write your own story. You will be tempted to try to write the king's story for him. You will want to control him, even though you cannot. You will even be tempted to try to take his place. Perhaps you already have. Have you ever thought that God should do things the way you want him to do them? Have you ever thought to yourself, I could do a lot of this better than God? Have you ever been mad at God because he doesn't listen to you when you tell him how to run your life? That is why the throne room's lesson is so important. Remember, you are not the king, and the king is not you. That is why your story begins with a song. If you want to sing the song rightly, if you want to know where your song leads, turn the next key and open the lock.